What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Three Circle Student Wednesday Recap Podcast, number one podcast in South Alabama, specifically in Fairhope. Uh, I'm sure you realize that this is not TC. Hey, guys, this is Isaac, and we got Megan and my wonderful wife, Lindsay, with us today, and we're not with TC. <laughs> Y'all have any uh, sad words? Oh. I'm I'm mourning his absence today. A moment of silence for TC. Mm-hmm. I know he's somewhere in the world doing big things. Big things. <laughs> he's out there making a difference. He is. Somewhere in the world. My goodness. Yeah, he said that uh, he said he wanted to be on the number one podcast in more than South Alabama, and so mm. he was like, "Forget you guys." Yeah. <laughs> Just for this week, just for this week. He'll be back in a couple weeks. But anyhow, so we wanted to start off today with a little Thanksgiving because we're so close to Thanksgiving. We want to start off with, I got a question for you guys that has to do with Thanksgiving. All right, here we go. If there was a food you wish to never see again on the Thanksgiving table, counter, bar, food tray, (laughs) whatever your family calls it. That one dish that you look at every Thanksgiving, it's like, why is that here? That does not belong. What is it? Okay, I gotcha. And maybe this isn't common on everybody's Thanksgiving, but I have two. One, corn casserole. Two, it's just, someone's already eaten it. It looks like somebody's already eaten it. Okay, number two. (laughs) This thing, it's sometimes at my grandma's house, and it's like marshmallows and it looks like mayonnaise and coconut and fruit. Do you know oh, what I'm talking what? about? I think it's called fruit salad. It, but it it's just, it yes. looks just like someone just yes. took the leftovers of their fridge, mixed it all up, no. and put it out there. Yes. I will send y'all a the photo. worst. Yes. I don't know what it's called, but it looks disgusting. That's I'm like, some old eating people that? stuff right It's there. like marshmallows. I know it has marshmallows <laughs> in it. Marshmallows? I know what you're okay, talking okay. about. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. That's a no. You know what else, for me. For me. You know what else is me. old people stuff? Pear salad. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that just like pears with cottage cheese? Mayonnaise. Ma- mayonnaise. Pears? And a cherry on top. Pears, mayonnaise, cheese. Oh. And lettuce. Yeah. Who did There's that? There's no lettuce. <laughs> well. <laughs> it's a dessert. <laughs> I've seen it with lettuce. <laughs> He's like, I've seen it with my eyes. <laughs> All right, Lindsay, what's your uh, what's your one dish, maybe two dishes, maybe five dishes mm. that you wish to never see again? Mm, you know, this might be controversial, but I'm not here for pumpkin pie. <gasps> really? All right. No. And that wraps up today's really? podcast. <laughs> what are you here for? What's your dessert? I just want a dessert to be like a good, sweet Dessert, mm. like something that was meant to be in dessert. Gotcha. I just don't think when I look at a pumpkin, it was meant to be in a dessert. It's like it's a fruit, uh, <laughs> a vegetable. Pie. Lindsay, is it a fruit or I don't vegetable? Know what? <laughs> Lindsay, we're going to talk about this later. Okay, not on the podcast. We're done with this conversation. Oh my goodness, that I, hot take, hot take. Right oh my there. gosh! <laughs> just give me uh, some pecan pie. Ooh, Let's yeah. just call it there. Pecan pie. That's ooh. all we need. Yeah. You ever had the pecan pie with the chocolate, like chess pie or something? Yeah, like that's yeah. Mm. That's, that's pretty good. Uh, okay. We can leave this dish on the table, okay? <laughs> but if there's turkey there and I have the option to eat ham instead, oh, I will 110% of the time eat the ham and not turkey. Interesting. So, See, I, I feel like they're equal, honestly, to me. Huh. Okay. Like, I'll, I, I probably wouldn't choose to eat either for dinner 
normally. Right. Other than Thanksgiving. But at Thanksgiving, I'm like, whatever. It's just give me both, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, we got a hot take in here. Uh, let us know what dish you wish to never see again on some form or fashion. I have no idea how you're going to tell us that, but maybe tell us next. Text TC. Th- yeah. <laughs> Text TC. Text or DM him. Let Instagram. him know that you've missed him on the podcast and what you want. For Thanksgiving. Yes. Wow. That's so good. Blow mm-hmm. up his DMs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we are in the very last week. I guess we just finished uh, the very last week of the Best Life series. This was week six. And what a great honor it was to walk through the book of Philippians. And uh, man, we have learned so much on how to live our best life. And uh, I'm sure that's that, that's a phrase inside the church. You probably... Would have never thought to hear, we want you to live your best life, dot, 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 rooted in Jesus Christ. And so we ended this uh, uh, this week uh, talking about Philippians, or we, we want to end this week talking about Philippians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13. And uh, Philippians 4.13 might be familiar to you, but I just want to read it, read it to us out of the ESV. This is what it says. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low. I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And so the the, the key phrase that I would love for us to focus on today is not Philippians 4.13, we can, we can talk about it a little bit, but I want to go a little earlier in the passage and look at the phrase, for I've learned in whatever situation I am to be content. And so that word content, we don't use it all the time. I looked up the definition. It basically means to be at peace, to be at ease, to be satisfied, to be fulfilled, to be untroubled, to be unworried. And so with that in mind... Megan, Lindsay, would you guys have anything else to add to this word content? I would think, just for me, the, the thing I think about immediately is like being okay. Like I, I'm, I'm good. You know what I mean? It's for, even for like a high school or middle school or like you're at this place in your life where like, I, I'm good. You know, I'm not really striving. I'm not like, not striving for something. We, we should all be striving for something, but I'm not in want or in need of something like I am totally good with what God has put in front of me, around me, beside me, before me, uh, and I, I, I'm okay. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just thinking about being in high school or middle school. It seems like everything in their life is striving to be on the team, to date the person, you know, to be the best. And it's very countercultural to say, like, be content with what God gave you, with who you are, with what you do have. That's definitely something that takes practice to learn. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Paul says, for I've learned in whatever situation I am to be content, right? And then he goes, I know how to be brought low, know how to abound, hunger, plenty, right? Abundance, need. And so like he's been in every situation possible, right? He was a missionary in the Middle East, right? Walking through the desert, from town to town, right? He's doing his thing. He probably most of the time doesn't know where his next meal comes from, that sort of thing. And so for you guys, how maybe just like Paul, uh, in the same way, Paul, 
experienced how to learn how to be content. For you guys, man, how have y'all learned to be content in your lives in Jesus? This is such a it's such an interesting question because it's like to how do I learn contentment? And I'm not sure that you it's something that you can actually like say today I'm going to learn to be content. For me, it is something like Paul said that over time I think I have seen God provide. Um, I have seen him open doors and close doors that I thought should have been the opposite. So let's say a college that I wanted to get into that I didn't get into, and it ended up being what was best for me. Or someone I wanted to date that didn't want to date me or break, broke up with me that ended up being the best thing for me. And so I think if I look back over my life, the reason that I can feel content in Christ alone is because I have seen him over and over and over again provide for my needs regardless of if it was what I thought should happen in the time. It's probably something I wouldn't have chosen, honestly, most of the time, but it was what I needed. It was what was best for me. And so I think if I look back over my life and I can see that, why would I not be content in Christ alone and his plan for my life and his path for my life? And I think that actually leads leads into gratitude at the end of the day, because being grateful for one, what God has done for me, and two, what he has provided for me, gratitude is something that I can practice. And I mm-hmm. think that produces content. Yeah. 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 I, I couldn't agree more. And I was just thinking about, you know, we're at a point where we've walked with the Lord for several years. Mm-hmm. So from a student perspective, how could you say, I want to get to the point where I can say, in the future that I'm content with Christ. And I think it starts right now, just like you said, of being grateful for what God has given you now. Mm -hmm. Um, Even just taking our eyes off of us and onto what the things that God is doing around us shows us over and over again, his faithfulness, right? So we can know that he's faithful, that he's trustworthy if we're looking for him. Like what has he already done around me? And that's a great starting point of building on contentment in Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you guys uh, hit it on the head. Just like, man, just knowing God's plan for your life, like that's enough. Like what God has in store for you, what God has planned for you before the foundations of the world, before he formed you in your mother's womb. We can throw out all those phrases. Man, just knowing God has a good and perfect plan for your life. God has a good and perfect plan for you to live your best life. Man, knowing that, man, you can just be content with that plan. Like right. you don't have to strive after your plan or after somebody else's plan for your life. Maybe your parents have a plan for your life that you, that they want you to do. You don't have to strive after, after that, man. You can just be content in God's plan for your life. And man, just a shout out a middle schooler, I won't say her name because she may, I didn't ask her permission to, to share this, but in her Instagram bio, <laughs> she has, God's plan is worth the wait, exclamation point. And I love that. Mm, that's good. God's mm-hmm. plan is worth the wait. God's plan is, man, you might not, you might not know what God's plan for your life is right now, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You might, know, you might not know what God's plan for your life is tomorrow. That's okay. But man, whenever you figure it out, whenever God reveals that to you, man, like it, that's gonna, it's going to be worth 
the weight. And so, man, just this idea of contentment and thankfulness and thanksgiving and <laughs> gratitude. Lindsay, we were talking, we were talking earlier before we started the podcast, and we were talking about, man, how gratitude, well, how ungratefulness and contentment cannot go hand in hand. Like you cannot, you, you cannot be ungrateful and content at the same time. What were some more of your thoughts that we were talking about a little earlier on that? Yeah, so I if contentment is a is being at ease, being satisfied with what you have, then thankfulness of like I'm so grateful for what God has given me. That is like preparing your mind to be satisfied, right? It's it's almost like I think sometimes you have to coach yourself. You have to take your feelings and your thoughts and remind yourself of all that God is doing around you so that you can prepare yourself to be satisfied because our nature is not always going to be immediately satisfied when we, you know, don't make the team and we don't get what we want. It's really when what we want doesn't work out. Mm -hmm. Like that's when practicing gratitude for what we already have can lead us to be like, wow, like I actually am half satisfied. Mm -hmm. I actually am at ease and at peace with what I already have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think one of the, one of the best ways, just as Lindsay, as you're talking, even, you know, you're saying like, we've walked with the Lord for, for years now. And so one of the ways that I realize how content I am is to look back over past. And I like to journal. I know it's not for everybody, I get really distracted when I pray. So I have to like, write down my prayers a lot of times. And if I go back and look at a notebook, journal, whatever, from six months ago, and I just read through it, <clears throat> and I read through the things that I was praying for and the things that God had, God answered or the things that He did or the things that He said no to and led me in a different, in different direction, to me, it produces such gratitude in that He is the boss, right? He's the one in charge, not me, like if it were my plan— and I think that is really where I can just rest in contentment and be like, okay, God, like you're much better at this than me. So if it's the team I didn't make or the boy that broke up with me or the college I didn't get into or the prom that didn't work out the way that I thought, like at the end of the day, contentment is trusting that God's plan is much better than our plan. It truly is our our best life. Like he has our best life in mind, regardless of what the world is telling us or the world thinks of the way we're living our life, like this is the best plan is following God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I would love just to end our time together. If we could go around the room and share one way that the Lord has proved his faithfulness in your life. Just one, just one way. Just one. <laughs> Just one little, just one little short story, and I'll start. I'll give you guys to uh, some time to think because I was thinking on this question a little bit ago. You cheated. I know yeah. I did. <laughs> I did. Um, so back in my junior year of college, I had to make a decision on whether or not I was going to play another year of baseball, and I decided not to. And because I decided not to. Uh, I got plugged into a church uh, even more, and uh, that changed the tra 
trajectory of my life. And because I said no to something that I was super passionate about and I had dreams of doing my entire life, because I said no to that, uh, because the Lord led me to say no to that, uh, honestly, uh, man, I am where I am sitting today. And because uh, in that moment, I was seeking the Lord, seeking what he wanted for me, for me in my life, right? If it was up for me, it was if it was up to me, I would have said yes. I would have played another year of ball. I probably wouldn't have had the same opportunity. But because I said no, that I, I truly feel like that was the Lord's plan for my life to say no to that and to say yes to serving in the church. And uh, because I did that, uh, man, I've just seen the Lord's faithfulness uh, continued in my life. And so I praise God that he speaks uh, clearly and that uh, that I'm able to, he, he just gives me the opportunity just to listen to him every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine's pretty similar. I I mean, for me, I'm thinking about my high school years mostly. Uh, I didn't become a believer till 10th grade. So I was um, kind of just a, a baby in my journey um, as a believer. But my whole life, I wanted to play sports at a big college. That was my dream. That was who I was for, for so, so long. And uh, I remember visiting a college campus of a Christian university, and I was like, come on, this is so lame, you know, like, I want to go to big school. And, like, God just very, very clearly at that point in my life was like, this is it. This is what you, where you should be. And I look back on that moment, I was like, this is not—I can remember crying on my parents' bed, like, this is not where I want to go, but I feel like God wants me here, you know, and just, like, the, all the emotions and— I, re- I can look back now and realizing to be content right there and and follow God was the turning point. I feel like if I would have gone to a big school, I would I don't know where my life would look like. Um, I, I probably wouldn't be in ministry or married TC or any of those things. And so I feel like that was one of those moments where um, God's faithfulness just proved and His plan proved to be the plan that uh, was best for my for my life. So that was that's one of the big ones in my that point in my life. Yeah. What about you, Lindsay? All right, just to wrap this up real quick. Um, Back to high school for me, too. I think, you know, you don't really value the idea of dating a Christian. You know that it you might need to, but I don't think you really realize how much that can change your life <laughs> and where your, your direction. Um, but I can remember being a freshman, sophomore, and really setting my heart on a few people that, you know, at the time, it really devastated me when it didn't work out. They didn't pick me, you know, whatever. But now I can look back and know that my purpose was so different and where God was taking me was so different. And now I can be so grateful that, like, the Lord eventually led me to meet Isaac. And we have a purpose that's on the same path, and we are running the race at the same um, stamina, whereas, you know, with other people— that I may have chosen as a freshman, that is not at all where I would have ended up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so good. So, I, yeah, I just want to end our time together by reading the very last verse of the book of Philippians, the letter that Paul wrote to his friends. And I just want to say this to all my friends that are listening today. <laughs> he writes in Philippians chapter 4, verse 23, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. And so we're praying over you guys. We love you guys. And we hope that you live your best life through Jesus Christ, rooted deeply in Jesus Christ. And so we're going to take next week off. Happy Thanksgiving, but we'll be back in a couple of weeks. See you guys later. Yay. We miss you, TC. (laughs) 